0: good morning hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful thursday morning appreciate you all tuning in and joining me i'm sorry for yesterday's uh lack of uh devotion Uh, It was a pretty rough day for me yesterday and uh, uh hopefully uh these antibiotics and steroids and stuff will start kicking in and been a little better, but uh, it's been rough, really has. It's, uh, I've had upper respiratory infections, you know, a lot, I, you know, I've, I've kept one, seems like since uh, before uh, Christmas, but uh, uh, this felt different. That's why I was if it might've been COVID because I was having trouble with taste and smell yesterday, but everything came back negative. So flu and COVID and RSV, but uh, it's feels different this time, just uh, feeling, feeling pretty puny. So don't know what's going on, but anyway, Let's see what we got this morning here. We got Carol Dunn, we got Rusty Poss, Amy Oakes Turner, Karen Smith, Mike Kensley, Darlene Barker, Christy Lee Aulis, Brandy Boyd Young, and Kelly Janet Swift. So appreciate you all so much for supporting this ministry each and every day. Well, let's go ahead and. Okay, I don't know what I did, but the computer didn't like it. All right, let's go ahead and do our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. You know, my friends, sometimes I wonder, uh, uh, oh, sorry, Mike, he said prayers for his brother who's in the hospital, please. Most definitely, Mike, we will definitely be praying, sorry to hear that, but um, you know, I love our country. I'm a patriot. Uh, I love what it stands for. I, uh, it's really bothered me. You know that uh, the creators of Superman wanted to remove truth, justice, and the American ways. if it's some kind of offensive thing. To uh, they think that uh, being proud of your country is elitist or something? That ah, is ridiculous. But you know what's um, we're gonna have to really pray for this country. I mean, here. We're at 40% inflation, I mean, I'm sorry, the highest inflation in 40 years. I'll get out of here in a second. In 40 years, it's the highest there been. And these turkeys in Washington want to downplay it and act like it's no big deal mm-hmm. and everything's just just fine, you know. Don't, don't pay attention to what your eyes are seeing, but to just listen to what we're telling you kind of mentality. And then uh, <laughs> you've got, you got uh, uh, all these illegals rushing the border. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's it's crazy what's going on down there at the crisis at the border and uh and they wanted to talk about climate change that, that's the cause just, it's insanity guys i mean absolute insanity and then when you don't think it's going to get any worse i hear today that hillary clinton may be running in 2024 i was like you got to be kidding me i mean you think yeah she's lost so many times she's given up already you know nobody likes her and she, is, I thought, man, the last thing I want to do is hear that screechy, dagun, whiny voice of hers, again. And but they said, what? They said, you know, comparatively speaking, who else do they have? They said they got Camilla Harris, which is a stock. She's got the lowest approval ratings. You've got uh, Pete Butt Juggler, Who's going to, you know, who's going to listen to him? As he's talking about uh, maternity leave. Uh, Bernie Sanders is too old. You, uh, Biden's going to be too old. I mean, my gosh. I, so they see, it's just. It's nuts, man, I'm telling you. So we really, really, really need to pray for our country. It's in, uh, it's a hot mess right now, guys. I tell you, I, I look forward and anticipate the Lord's return. I know that. Now let's look at our Bibles this evening, this evening, this morning. We're going to look at 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. But I may go ahead, while we're here, um, look at, uh, we're going to read verses 6 through 8 as well. While we're, but I'll go ahead and bring up the slide here. Let me get this up. Here we go. All right. I'm going to start with verse 6, though, if I can find it. Here it is. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering in the time of my deport, but departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearance all right that's a good word from the apostle paul you know it's easy to to start a lot of things but it's not always easy to uh, stay uh, involved it's easy to start but it's easy to quit you know you all may have a lot of projects around the house you started but you said i'll get back around to it and never have uh, just like the there's a guy one time said that um, he's going to see a hypnotherapist to quit smoking and he said did it does it work he said it did the last time so apparently it didn't work because he went back to smoking again and uh, uh, of course you know I uh, uh, hypnotism is Wrong, it's demonic, and it opens yourself up some things. But that, that was just an illustration. We won't get into all that. But anyway, the point is, you know, it's like it's even easy to get married, but it's hard to stay in the marriage. You know, everybody gets all giddy and exciting, but once that, you know, you start to, to take the long long haul, you know, it, it's hard to stick with it. Well, same thing with Christian uh, Christianity. You can come to know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, but it's the you know once you make that first step. In becoming a Christian, it is a hard, long road. That's why narrow is the way uh, that leads to life and broad is the way that leads to destruction. It is very difficult to stay on the right path. It's very difficult to keep pushing forward and doing those things that we know should honor God. It's easy to want to be pulled in back into the world. The devil makes it easy to be pulled back into the world, and we have to fight against that. You know, uh, that's why these things are, um, Christy said, one of her favorites. Well, thank you, Christy. Thanks, Jennifer, for tuning in. But, uh, Karen Smith, but I am, um, you know, it is uh, imperative that we keep up the fight. We keep pushing forward. Uh, like I said, the devil don't make it fair, easy. You know, uh, he makes those things that are wrong appealing, you know, uh, whether it's partying or drinking or drugs or whatever it may be. Uh, he makes those things appealing, and he helps you to justify those sins to maybe do something that, uh, you know, really deep down you know is wrong, is a sin. But it's like oh, it's just this one time. Oh, it's not that big a deal. You're not murdering anybody. Uh, is, what does it matter? Who's it hurting? You know that's how the old devil works and tries to infiltrate and to mess you up and trip you up. But that's why it's a fight. That's why it's a battle. That's why we have to keep pushing forward. You know, one thing that uh, see Paul's talking about, he could finish well. He knew he was about to die. And, you know, and you know, of course, you all know. Each morning I, I sign off with. Uh, You know, this could be your last day, and uh, it could possibly be. So when you look at your life, you need to ask yourself, when you have finished well, um, what have you instilled uh, with the things of Jesus Christ uh, among other people? You know, I think a lot of this starts at home, uh, you know, whether it's just uh, man and wife, or if you've got children, and particularly if you've got children, uh, to really be sure you're instilling those things of Jesus Christ within that those kids they need that now more than ever because you got they get eight hours of of liberal uh, uh, teaching uh teaching as opposed to what few hours they have with their family may if they even go to church 30 minutes at church that's about it you know so we need to really make sure we're working hard on that but if you don't have kids that's fine you can still as a man be the leader of your household and uh, demonstrate those spiritual attributes in your home Uh, And uh, likewise with the ladies. You can still be in your Bibles. You can still be in the Word. You want to make sure you're leaving something behind, demonstrating that you love Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. But, you know, one thing that Paul was doing here, he said he knew he could finish well because he saw his life as an offering to God. And that he lived each day to um, to view his life as sacrificial worship. To view that he's constantly kind of like what I was talking about last night, in regards to um, John the Baptist, was talking about how he wants to wanted to increase in the things of God and decrease in the things of himself. And that's why we come in being a living sacrifice to God. We're constantly trying hard to deny self. You know, we live in a world that. Uh, <coughs> I'm sorry. <coughs> Hello, Pam Jones we live in a world where uh, uh you know it's very easy to be self-centered you know where they where the push is what makes you happy what do you want uh who we're not to judge and it's all this bunch of baloney uh you know the heart wants what it, the heart wants it, uh, mentality which is all bogus because we know the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? We know that you know following our own heart and our own desires will lead us to destruction, will lead us to the path of hell. That's why we have to constantly deny self and seek out the things of Christ. And I think sometimes people look at Christianity, uh, look at the Bible as a list of do's and don'ts, and it's just nothing but trying to keep these rules. It's, not, it's nothing like that. You are set free from the bondage of sin. And when you're set free, you want less of yourself and more of God to fill you. It's not list of do's and don'ts because you're eager to want to do those things that are pleasing unto God. Each day waking up thinking, boy, I can't wait to, to spend that time of prayer. I can't wait to, to spend that time in the Word. I can't wait to tell somebody else about Jesus Christ today. You know, it, it is that, that compulsion, as I was referring to last night, to want to share the gospel with all those around you. Being in that living sacrifice uh, unto Jesus Christ and living a, a holy and wonderful life. Like I said, we're not perfect. There's nothing right you not one. We're all going to mess up. We're all sin-filled, but at least you're striving. You're trying. You have a goal. You know, uh, a lot of times when I was in, uh, getting ready to graduate high school, I remember dad all the time said, what's your five-year plan? Where are you going to be in five years? And that's tough. You know, that's a tough question to ask, you know, uh, maybe even for you today, you know, as adults, where do you think you want to be in five years? It's like, well, I don't know. So maybe somebody's reaching a retirement age and they've got plans to to do, this that and the other uh you know my my goal in five years to see the church grow tremendously to see the ministry grow that's my goal you know but whatever it may be uh you need to look at yourself and ask yourself what is my goals what is it that i want to do well how is it that i want to please god today next year Five years from now, how can I better please God in my day-to-day life? And I see, I think once we take that self-centeredness, uh, that, that self-focus off, our, you know, and, and put it on God, we'll have less depression, less anger, less anxiety because we're too busy trying to please God instead of being focused on ourselves that's, that's going to trip us up. So, you know, those are some things that you might need to ask yourself, you know, where you where you see yourself. But, um, you know, and also Paul, he saw here too, and particularly when he was talking about verse 6 and Uh, his time of departure, Um, you know, it's a wonderful thing to know that death doesn't cease our existence. You know, we as Christians are immortal. We get to live forever. You know, that's a wonderful thing that uh, we'll keep on keeping on. This is not all there is. This is not the end when we die. When we die, we're immediate for those who are saved are immediately in the presence of God. And I just think that's a wonderful thing uh, to know that, uh, you know, people try so hard with all these, all uh, uh, this advertising, uh, particularly for uh, ladies for the collagen uh, makeup or whatever creams or whatever it may be, being back the more youthful appearance, and that's fine. I'm not, uh, you know, uh, saying that's wrong or like it. Uh, you know, that's, you know, and, and there may be some men who do that too. I don't know, but they got Botox, all this stuff, try to make you look younger. The fact remains is we're all going to get old, all right? Well, we hope, pray that we, Lord, will allow us a long, healthy life and we will grow to be old. And, uh, but if not, uh, either way, we will live for all, for all eternity because of, uh, um uh, our knowledge and understanding of Jesus Christ. And that's one thing that Paul knew here. He knew that uh, he could finish without fear because he knew where he was going was far better. You know, there's a lot of people out there are scared to death of death. You know, it terrifies them. But if you have been... Given your life over to Jesus Christ, you've lived a way to serve Him, nothing to fear, man, because we know where we're headed. It's going to be a far, far better and greater place uh, than uh, what we're at now. But uh, uh, he can, and we look at verse 7 here uh, when it says, I fought uh, the good fight. You know, we look here, let me bring it back up over here. That was the main focus anyway. Let me get it back over here. I fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. So we see here that uh, he's looking backwards a little bit, and he realized that uh, you know, he did make some mistakes, and uh, particularly in times of discouragement, and trust me, we all have times of discouragement in our lives, uh, but, uh, but he knew that God called him. And he knew that God brought him through all those trials and tribulations, and he stayed in the race. That kind of goes back to when, again, talking about what I was referring to last night and running and running that race. It takes endurance, it takes training, it takes strength to keep pushing forward. You know, I uh, I miss running. I really do. I loved it tremendously. And and I know some of you who uh, don't have never ran, had no interest in running, don't understand that. And I can't explain it. It's just something I enjoyed. But uh, there's there was times when you got, there's some, around here in particular where I live, there's some really massive steep hills. And uh, it's, it's easy to want to quit and just walk it. And I, and I would force myself to keep putting one step in front of the other time, raid it to the top of that hill and uh it's very satisfying well that's what we have to do uh, with our our race with jesus christ we have to stay in the race we have to do what god has called us to do and that calling is to be that witness to be that light in this world of darkness and uh, you know i want you to be able to look back at your life and say i've been involved in the struggle for the cause of christ you know what a wonderful thing to be able to look back and say you know i look back a lot of my life and I see so many mistakes that I've made. I see so many bad decisions I've made financially, personally, job-related. I mean, just, you know, I could go back and I could probably write a book of, of what not to do, you know. But the one thing that I am proud of, that uh, I did heed the call, that uh, I allowed myself to be used by Jesus, and I went to school, and I was able to earn my degrees and able to preach and, you know, uh, even though I was in my 30s when that happened, uh, I praise God that at least it was in my 30s. I could still be out there goofing and doofing and running from God and, and throwing my life away over stupid stuff. At least the Lord caught me before I was uh, 60 years old, you know what I mean? So, But even at 60, at least it's not too late even for you to uh, still be able to turn your life around and give it to Jesus Christ. There's never, never a time when it's too old. My point is, though, that I can see a whole laundry list of bad mistakes, but I can also look at all the good decisions that I've made as well. And I think that's what Paul's getting at here is to um, uh, to live not primarily for our own comfort, not for our own affluence, uh, not to spend your time on uh, the pursuit of the American dream, if you will. but um, Or even if you think just attending church is going to make you know I, I, you want to attend church, but I think some people do that because they think that's going to help them earn their entrance into heaven. But, you know, we want to attend church because we want to worship. We want to be like-minded believers. We don't want to forsake that assembling of ourselves together. And so our purpose in life is not so much as uh, is, is our comfort, but seeking first the kingdom of God. And what a wonderful thing, you know, uh, to seek first. Seek first the kingdom of God. You know, to, he's saying he's finished the race. You know, he didn't drop out. And again, it goes back to what I was referring to earlier uh, because what we're in is in this race that we are in in regards to our relationship with Jesus Christ is a marathon. It's not a, a short sprint. You know, there's a lot of sprinters out there and, um, uh, you know, they take off and it's over and I never was good at sprinting. I was good at long distance running, my the endurance, and that's what this is. It, you know, uh, this wasn't about a, this isn't about a marathon. This isn't I'm gonna say not about a sprint, but this is a marathon that we have. And he says, I have kept the faith, and he, in other words, uh, he has guarded the truth in Christ. And as you can see in his letters to Timothy, and he talked about uh, those things that he was uh, referring to the truth of the gospel, the core doctrines of Christian faith. And uh, when Paul says that he has kept the faith, he means that he has carefully guarded the truth about Jesus Christ that God had entrusted to him. He had not bought into any of the many errors about Christ were circulating in this day. His life and his teaching had held to sound doctrine. My friends, we have to listen to sound doctrine. Too many itching ears out there, too many peace and prosperity, too many justifications of sins. So much of that, you know, I put a thing on Facebook yesterday talking about uh, the world's view of Jesus and the biblical Jesus and the contrast between the two, and it's very real and it's very true and it's sad how the people have, um, and pastors have watered down the gospel. But he said to finish well, keep in focus uh, the Paul's view of the future, and um, you know, it is. Uh, uh, when we look at that future, we have that hope. We have that understanding. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We see in Romans uh, 8 1 and John 5:24 says that uh, the one who believes in Him does not come to judgment, but has passed out of out of death into life. And remember, sal- salvation is a free gift. It is grace, uh, not our merit, that earns us into heaven. And so, you know, for those who are not saved, they're going to be condemned on judgment day. But for those who are saved, our names written in that land book of life, when we get to move forward. So it's a wonder of uh, very rich and wonderful passage that we're reading this morning. You're in the race, my friends. Let me be an encouragement to you. Let God's Word be an encouragement to you to keep the race. You know, so many people, your lives may be falling apart. Things may be going haywire and crazy, and it's fearful. It's anxiety ridden, and it's easy to feel that way. But we've got to pour our hearts out to Jesus Christ. Let his strength be ours. Let his peace fill us and sustain us. Let his grace be upon us. Seek him first. And then all everything else will go into play. And we'll go into where it needs to be, in this proper place. You seek the Lord out daily. And uh, you know, it is uh it's tough, guys. I know it's tough. I know it's tough. Battling loneliness, you know, battling there's so many things we have to battle each and every day. And that's why we just gotta turn it all over to the Lord and just say, focused on Him. To be content in all things. We're in this race, we're in this marathon, we're in it together. And we have to keep up the pace and we have to keep on fighting. We have to keep pushing forward. Don't give up. Don't surrender. It's like Buzz Lightyear this morning. But uh, we've got to stay in that race, and we've got to keep pushing forward. And uh, when two or more gather together, Christ is there. So, my friends, as we're all in the – if you ever seen a road race? Everybody's all huddled together, and they're taking off. We're all in this race together. You all are right beside of me. And hopefully I can encourage you in using God's word. And God is encouraging you to keep going on. When even when you feel tired, you want to give up, stay in the race. Keep pushing forward. And one day we will hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Let us pray. And then, Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day that you blessed us with. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us each and every day to serve you well. Help us to keep our eyes focused on you and not ourselves. Let us be a light in this world of darkness. And Lord, if there's anyone watching or listening this morning that doesn't know you, let I pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit, Lord, be with all my brothers and sisters in Christ who are watching this morning to lead, God, which will protect them, put a holy protection about them, keep them safe. Well, be with my daughter and all the other kids who are going to school and uh, out and about today and work and keep them safe. Lord, I pray you be with Mike Hensley's brother, and I pray that you bring healing upon him, and Lord, just take away any pain and discomfort he may be experiencing, and bring peace upon Mike and strength. And, Lord, I pray that you'll be with Kim Penix and Ginger Hood and Troy. And, Lord, I pray that you'll be with so many who's on uh, social media needing prayers and uh, needing help right now, Lord Jesus, that you will guide and direct them and let your presence be known and found. Lord, we thank you and love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And... uh, uh, just remember, just keep your eyes on the Lord, and uh, Lord willing, we'll be back here in the morning to meet again. So everybody, have remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, my friends, and God bless.